Take control of yourselves, please. Today on... You say yourselves? Look, man. I'm a little bit high, and it's been a long-ass week. So none of that from you, okay? Or yous. Yeah. Right? None of that from We're going on adventures on these islands, okay? Today, I'm Press B to Cancels. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Press B to Cancel, the greatest podcast you listen to, I don't know, until Monday. Something comes out then. My name is Sick Jake. I'm this week's co-host, but not alone. No, no, sir. We're joined by everybody here today. You're the the host today. You're not the co-host. Yeah, just I'm just that guy today. Yeah. Hi, I'm Paul Schwartz. Nope. <laughs> you wait your turn. You wait your goddamn turn. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> GP. Welcome. Thank you. Please let Paul go. I feel like he wants to say something. <laughs> Wolf, how you doing this week? <laughs> I'm okay, and now you're just doing it on purpose. Not me, no, no, sir. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Can I talk now? <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> I'm good. All right, awesome. So this week, as we you know dived deep, deep into the wealth of ideas for episodes, we found one, <laughs> and we said we just need to get this done and over with. <laughs> no, so we had okay, so we had a good idea for the odd controllers, right? The weird controllers. But I guess I felt it necessary to expand it a bit and just cover a generation. So this week it's 8-bit generation controllers. I want to say 8-bit controllers, but then we're going to get complaints from the 8-bit dough people. And I've been trying to trash them lately, so I don't want to use them. They're 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 great. I like them. Uh, not lately. No? Oh. Their arcade stick? That one is pretty good. Anyway, we're not doing 8-bit <laughs> dough because, one, they're not sponsoring us. And I probably ruined that bridge now but then two they're also not 8-bit generation i still love you 8-bit though so i want to say nes <laughs> and sega master system does anybody have any grievances with that no but i just realized that, was, that you came up with the idea so i just looking in discord there's that pretty standard controller shape that we all know from the 8-bit era though the nes controller the master system controller and the turbo graphic 16 controller they all had that same Rectangle. Turbo Graphics 16, 16 bit. It's 8 bit. Look into <laughs> it's 16 it. I bit. promise it you. It says 16 in the name, man. Yeah, that's because it was two 8 bit processors. That counts. <laughs> that's still 8 plus 8, 8 is 16. It yeah, is. but if you're running 8 bits on one processor and 8 bits on another processor, we're going to talk about Nintendo. We're going to talk about <laughs> Nintendo and Sega Master System specifically today. I mean, I can't really talk much about TurboGrafx-16 <laughs> aside from that base controller. It's the only one I ever had. But I'm saying it's got that rectangle shape, just like the NES, just like the Master System. Pretty simple. Square, D-pad on the left, two buttons on the right. Master System, for some reason, through the pause and select on the console, for some reason. I don't know why that was, but... Cause the, probably because the controller cable was so short. <laughs> well, but that's the thing, though. So these these are all Japanese consoles, right? In Japan... It's a different environment, right? The cords were shorter. They were attached. I mean, to get right into it, the Famicom, the Nintendo, the controllers were attached to the actual device. 
on the yeah. Famicom. You couldn't take them off. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. I didn't realize that. What, it had two controllers just wired straight to the console? Which, can you imagine them doing that in North America with everybody's little brother or little sister running around tripping over the cables? Mm-hmm. I, I was that little brother. They even had little docks that you could set them in on the Famicom. It's pretty cool. It's neat. So, and I guess we'll keep going with that then. The Famicom, obviously a different color scheme than what we're used to in North America with the, the drab gray. Over there, it was red and gold, right? But there was something else that was unique about one of the controllers on the Famicom. Do you guys know what that is? Yes, it had a microphone. There you go. I Your know this thing one. was all so smart. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't I didn't remember it until you asked, and I was like, oh, Takeshi's Castle or something. like It was Takeshi <laughs> something that you had to use the microphone for, yeah. So the, the only game I know that used it was um, Legend of Zelda, right? The In fact, in the game, one of the dungeons, I think you were given the text... Uh, something about a note to destroy Paul's voice, and that's what it was in the Famicom version. You had to blow into the microphone on the controller, and you'd kill the rabbit things. Whoa. Yeah. Neat. That's actually pretty cool. I like that. Even if it's a one-trick pony like that, I still like it. Well, but I guess it got used in other games as well, like Wolfie said, Takeshi's Castle, which I never played that one. It was Takeshi something. It was the one where you play as like a modern-day businessman at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's that one. I think it was Oh, Takeshi. Grand Theft Auto. Yakuza. <laughs> Yakuza. I don't know why I thought, like, there was a show called Takeshi's Castle some years ago, and that's what popped into my head. But I know that's not what it's called. It was Takeshi something else. Now I got to look it up. Famicom. You mean Check Your Mind Palace? Yeah. yeah. Maybe it was Takeshi's Castle. I've never seen a Famicom. Is that okay? Is it Mylon's Secret Castle? No, nobody plays no. that game. That game's trash. So it translates to... Um, Takeshi's Letter of Challenge. <laughs> okay. Not a castle. And this is where we get into localization again. <laughs> yeah. But I think that, I'm pretty sure that one made use of the microphone. Okay, so that's at least two games. <laughs> the vast Nintendo library. <laughs> There's got to be more that use it as well, I'm sure. Um, but there were other differences with the Famicom as well, like the sound chip and stuff. Well, we probably shouldn't get into that either. Controllers. As I click away... Through Wikipedia. I was trying to look up something. What do you guys think came first, Master System or the, the NES brick? My experience wants to say NES, but I, I'm going to say that Master System came first. I'm pretty sure it's the NES that did it first, because the Famicom came out before the Master System, and then the NES came out before the Master System in the United States. Oh, really? Yes. The brick is a little more brick-like in the U.S., than in Japan, the Famicom controllers actually had rounded edges, and I don't think they had a completely flat sides either. So that was new here. But I do think the NES beat them to it by a couple years. I'm just trying to look, because... So if I'm looking at Wikipedia, which never lies. <laughs> so the NES is 83, the Master System 86. But the Master System was the Master System Mark III, or the Sega... Mark III in Japan. The SG-1000 Mark III? Is that what it was? Yeah. You can tell I did my exhaustive research. <laughs> but uh, the earlier version, because the Sega, the Master System in Japan had three iterations of the hardware, and they were square, but I think the original one was a joystick on a rectangle. Maybe Nintendo did beat it. Yeah, it's it's it looks like it's a joystick with buttons on either side of the paddle. Okay. Here I'm thinking the Master System ultimately was first, but that was wrong. Okay. So, yeah, we have the brick style 
in, in North America, plus signed D-pad, which Nintendo had patents on for, I think, forever, until although it expired now. Uh, start and select, B and A, right? Set that backwards letter format that taunts anybody who plays on Xbox these days. Yeah. But then we compare that to the Master System, the, uh, the, the black brick, still uncomfortable to hold. It has one and two. As Wolfie said, start and select are on the machine for odds of what reason. But the D-pad is a little bit different. So who's actually played on the Master System? Me. Raise his hand. Raise his hand. <laughs> okay. Uh, Paul, shall you go first? What can you tell us about the D-pad? It's like a big square. And it's got like diagonals almost built into it. It was kind of nice. I liked it a lot, actually, compared to the Nintendo controller, just for that, because it was a little bit easier on my thumb. But... But I know one thing different than from my super or my Sega Master System to Jake's is that Jake's had little spindle in the middle of it, so you could actually use it like a Gravis gamepad and make it a, a makeshift joystick. Right. Although I I don't have the joystick on mine, unfortunately. Just fill that thing with glue. Leave it. <laughs> so, I, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got to play the Master System with that little stick screwed into the the controller as a kid because for some reason i had a few family members like my uncle and my other uncle both had master system eventually one of them sold it to another one and i bought that one from my cousin something like that i don't know we had two or three master systems in our family as a kid like, I don't understand why everybody else was NES and we were Master System. I don't get it, but that happened. So I got to try it like that. It was weird. I didn't care for it. But looking back on it, I'm like, that's kind of cool. You know, it it lets people do the little joystick thing if they really want to. And you do, you probably do get a little bit more uh, control, tight control out of what you want to do with the movements. If you actually have it down on a flat tabletop and you're you, you like you have the damn thing level. Yeah. But... <laughs> playing that, playing that in your lap, no. But but GP's trying to make it a there. thumbstick, you're probably not gonna have a good time. <laughs> GP, you're playing the master system or no? <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. I was just thinking of something my wife had whispered in my ear the other day. She had said, "Next time you're recording an episode, just pick a random time to start thinking of everything in terms of like sexual terms." And Paul, I know you always leave this in, but you have to delete the last five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you get more leverage if you have the damn thing level and looking back it was cool but I, I don't really understand why everybody was into it I just <laughs> werewolf everything you said was perfect and thank you I'm not trying to detract again we can do, we can no I, no, I just got in. to talking about this nope. no 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 because now everybody's <laughs> gonna think I'm weird I'm just saying like that was that was wonderful thank you guys I could I could use the smoke just to all the listeners no GP secretly gets off when he's recording the podcast every week yeah. you guys know I'm a virgin right <laughs> I mean, I'd believe it. <laughs> no. All right, guys. So, uh, yeah, back to it. Sorry. No, I've never played any of the Master System stuff. Okay. So, all right. <laughs> so, well, so, about the Master System controller. So, uh, as a kid, a uh, buddy of mine did have the Master System, which I've said before, I, I played at his place. And uh, I never had the NES till late. I remember the day that his older brother rented the NES from the Blockbuster or whatever it was. And uh, wouldn't let us play on it because <laughs> he used his own money to rent the damn thing. So we were playing the Master System the entire day. And uh, he had the little joystick thing on it, if I remember right. And I think that thing is, that thing is damn well useless. <laughs> but 
Like it's yeah. it's not a deep pad. Like the NES feels deeper than the Master System controller. <laughs> GP, I can get you a gag. I'm gonna mute. But you might enjoy that gag too much. <laughs> anyway, the way that cut off, I'm gonna mute. <laughs> I find the Master System controller is very shallow. It's not deep. Okay, it's not as tight as that D pad. So, and I know this recently because I actually went down that rabbit hole of eBay. You know, and I started buying a couple of old controllers to try them out on the Mister because it's not an episode <laughs> if I don't pimp out the Mister constantly. And uh, I bought one. I bought one. It, GP's got me going now. You're just thinking all these dirty things, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, wait till you get to the part where I open up and I loop the components. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm not ready for this. Anyway, so I bought a Master System controller, and it's it feels damn well brand new, and. That D-pad sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's no the diagonals are there, but you're clicking on them and they don't seem to work very well. Yeah, this is this is something I actually uh, really want to talk about because what you just said there sums it up. It screw it sucks as a, like a D-pad, but it's really comfortable compared to the NES. So yeah, I th- and I think that's something we got to talk about too with the NES and then the NES Dogbone, so the later iteration because that was also built with more ergonomics in mind and stuff. So they tried to make up for how uncomfortable the brick was. And there's a lot of sacrifice, apparently, with the uh, with the actual responsivity. Okay, so before we move to that then, real quick, the buttons on the Master System controller are quite a bit different than the ones on the NES controller. So I mean, as uncomfortable as NES controllers to hold, I feel like they nailed those buttons. Those buttons feel really good. The NES one, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're really responsive, like it pops back up. Assuming it's not 30 years of crud in there, you know, that's stuck. Yeah, no, they, it, it def- I think the Master System always felt a little more floaty. They're squishy, or at least yeah. I found they're squishy. Um, playing through Double Dragon on it, where in that game, it's king to do the, the jump kick. So you have to hit both buttons at the same time. Right. That's damn well hard to do on the NES pad I had before. The Master System buttons, because they're squishy, it's easier to hit both at the same time. It still doesn't feel good, though, although it's <laughs> oddly effective for that one game, right? But they don't feel good. I think you need to work on your uh, world record comeback, man. I don't know, man. There's a lot of people in Brazil who speed run for some reason. <laughs> like, they're pretty damn good at it. Yeah. Um. So, okay, so the buttons on, on the NES were pretty good, but the ergonomics, like you said, were terrible. So you want to explain about the dog bone controller? Do any of you guys own a dog bone controller? I have one now, but I didn't come into it until I guess about two years ago when a friend of the therapy, uh, you guys and gals know him as Dead Cosmonauts, had gifted me a whole bunch of stuff, and one of those things was a was a dog bone. So I currently have one now, but uh, I, I didn't grow up with one. No, I didn't, and as another one, I completely forgot about. I had a friend who had one. I, I never it. even got to play one, but I watched enough videos. <laughs> okay, so I, I never had one either. Obviously, I had the old NES. So I guess the idea was after the Super Nintendo had launched, there's still a lot of people who owned NESs or were looking for a bargain on games. So they ended up producing a, a cheaper model of console, which is common through, you know, retro. And they created that top-loading uh, NES, similar in style to the SNES. And it had a redone controller. So GP, I guess if you have one, if you want to explain what that controller looks like and feels like. It's... It- is very reminiscent of a Super Nintendo controller. It's uh, got two little lovely lady lumps on the 
left and right side to help not have hard edges. So it's it's just more roundy at the corners. And then, you know, the way that the Super Nintendo dips down uh, on either the left and right side, it's the same. I, that's really the best way I can think to describe it is it's a Super Nintendo controller, but with two two buttons. Paul, uh, I know you had sent me a whole bunch of stuff which also had other controllers that we'll discuss in this episode. Did you send me a dog bone as well? Because I might have two. No, I never. That definitely wasn't for me because I've never actually, I've seen, I've got like the SNES Junior, so the second in, like iteration of the Super Nintendo, but I've never seen the like the Nintendo equivalent. Gotcha. I get, I get so much stuff sent in, I, I'm like deathly afraid of incorrectly attributing things. I know DC had given me one, but now I'm in my head because I'm rearranging my stream room and I'm thinking, shit, do I have a second one? I don't want to leave you out. So anyway, but yeah, that's 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 kind of it. Was it's the dog bone is the essential uh, NES version of the Super Nintendo controller, which is nice. I uh, if if I were to have designed it, I would have put the Turbo A and B at the top like they did with the uh, the Max. Is yeah. that right, or is it the Advantage the Mac, that has that? Max. The Max. Advantage had it too, but it was a separate thing. We can talk about that too. Right. Well, and and so that's the thing. I think my ultimate NES controller. Not that we're talking about this yet, but. I would have loved to have had an actual D-pad instead of the circular motion thing with with the four-button Turbo A, Turbo B option as well. But they never put that out. So Dogbone doesn't have a turbo in it, right? No. No. Okay, I was going to say, because that would be cheating. What is this, Turbo Graphics? I, I'm looking at the pictures of the Dogbone <laughs> now because I haven't seen one in so long. I know why I hated it now. <laughs> why? Okay, so with the A and the B, you can line your thumb up perfectly over them on the brick, right? So you can always hit both buttons easily. Yeah. Now, for some yeah. reason, they tilted them upward toward the right. No, I don't know about you, but my right hand, my thumb goes the other direction entirely when I'm holding a controller. Yeah. So you have to hold it from the top to get that line up. And instead, you're getting a whole new type of cramp that you didn't get with the brick. Yeah, they fixed that with the uh, the Super Nintendo because the Super Nintendo, it's you know, with the Y and B and the X and A are kind of in the same plane. So when you're holding the controller, they fixed it. Well, no, it's 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 the same directional philosophy as the Super Nintendo because it's the B and A are in the same spot as the B and A on the Super Nintendo. Right, but on the SNES, X and B are the buttons you use for most games instead yeah. of B and A, right? Yeah. Right. So the the fact that they did that. I don't understand why they chose that to be the direction they use, but that's why I hated the dog bone. Yeah, and they obviously put like a, enough time into it to think about it and say cuz there's like a dome to the controller too, so it's not just like a flat slab like the original ones and just to make it more comfortable. So it feels like quite the oversight for them to actually leave those buttons in there like that. But it, it does look aesthetically more pleasing. If you if you put it on there the other way, it kind of looks weird. I'm not going to lie. Well, I was going to ask, cause, yeah, cause, so it's not a flat or flush like the SNES controller at all. It has that, that, that raised area in the, yeah. in the middle, the, the right side. It also has it around the D-pad. Yeah, it's on both sides. That's really odd then. So I guess... Well, I mean, not, uh, GP, you're the only one who's used, I guess, both the classic SNES and the, the dog bone. Are they both responsive enough, the same level, or no? I, you know, I, I understand why you would ask me that, because I'm the only <laughs> one who's played with it. But honestly, I've never found the NES brick to be uncomfortable. Um, so between the two, I prefer the NES one. I have so rarely used the dog bone 
that I would have to go back and play with it to tell you. But if I remember correctly, and I like to think that I do, I think I'd made the comment that the buttons on the dog bone felt kind of like pushing controller buttons in sand. You know what I mean? So it's right. So it's, it's like not, the Master System controller. Not, yeah. No. Yeah, it, it, it's, not, it's not sticky, but it, there's that squish that you guys were talking about. But uh, but then again, I totally, you know, just stand on the uh, the NES controller. All right. Well, I guess we should move on maybe to the Otter controllers for the, the two systems. Let's go with the Max. Yeah. Can we talk about the Max? All right. Let, t- I don't even know what the Max is. You tell me what the Max is. <laughs> the NES Max. It's essentially somebody was like, hey, you... You know those analog controllers that people are going to come out with in like five years? Let's try and do that with an NES controller. <laughs> okay. It was really comfortable. Yeah, so it's it's got like a black circle on the left side instead of a D-pad. And the whole circle can be pushed down in different directions. And it has a... It has a, it yeah, has a right. red slider in the middle of that black circle. Like a little disc, yeah. That you can slide around so that you're pushing in certain spots. So your thumb doesn't actually rub all over the D-pad. It stays on that disc, and that disc moves around. So I'm thinking it was designed so that you're not getting blisters on your thumb, like some games tend to do, or something like that, you know? Yeah. In theory, it's great. It's as close to analog as a digital pad can get. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture. I've never seen this before. This is no? oh man, a I weird love looking this. controller though. It's it's actually a bit smaller than the NES brick too. Yeah, it is. I've got I've got small hands though, so it's okay. I don't mind. So the disc slides, or is it just? There's a little red circle on that disc that slides around and lets you push down where in the disc you want to push. Yeah. So the closest thing you can, if you want to compare it to something, is probably like a PSP because it's kind of like that. It's just, but just digital. Yeah. But if okay. if memory serves, you can also push down on the black part. Yes. For more accuracy. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes, but it was it was more accurate, but it was it took a lot longer to get to the <laughs> yes. cardinal directions. <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. Imagine it was it, what it should have had was an actual joystick, or imagine the, uh, you know, the joystick from like the middle section of the Nintendo sixty four controller. If they had put that on there instead of having the slidey disc thing, it would have been a much better controller. That said, I don't really hate the disc. I don't use it, but I feel like the worst thing about that controller is how small and light it is. If they had made it as large as, like, the Nintendo Switch controller, that would have been, well, that would be a little too big for no, don't but, Nobody uh, ever <laughs> wants to copy the Switch controller, ever. The Switch, the Joy-Con, I had an argument with somebody today. The Switch Joy-Con is the worst controller, I think, ever made. Oh, uh, see, we, we can't talk about that. I have an entire rant about <laughs> Xbox uh, first-generation controllers and how I used to hate on the GameCube controllers until I held the Xbox controller. And <laughs> then I, I realized we got it pretty good at Nintendo. All right, so we'll, anyway, we'll, we'll save it for the next, next yeah. one. All right. I, w- I wanted to throw in that it also has sort of like that ergonomic design to where they kind of threw little hand grips down on the bottom right and left, but they're, what, maybe a half-inch deep? Yeah, but it's angled. It's harsh. It's not much. <laughs> it's not ergonomic. It's shaped like a space invader. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this feels like it was a precursor to the SNES controller design. Like, they were testing things, and they thought this was good at the time. And then when they got to the SNES, they were like, yeah, we could do better. Yeah. Yeah. Who made the Max? Was it made by Nintendo? It, yeah, it's actually Nintendo. it was Nintendo. Is it really? First party. 
Okay. Yeah, it, was, it definitely first priority because it was the NES Max. I remember that. I had the box for it. I was so proud of myself. It was when Super Nintendo was in its prime, and I got this controller like for twenty bucks or something like that at this like discount bargain bin kind of place, and. I was just so proud of myself because I was playing both of them. I'd still rent both games, like NES or Super Nintendo. I was going for both. But this one, one thing I really liked is that it had a dedicated turbo button for A and B. So there, right. uh, the, the one thing different for that, you could use those, but when we get into the Advantage, which is the big joystick, the joystick mm-hmm. had a button where you can turn on or off turbo. And you, and you can even adjust how fast the turbo... Uh, acts too so it was really cool yeah it's cool there was a you have the big arcade buttons i think they're even slightly bigger than the normal arcade button and then there's a little button that's probably like twice the size of the start and select buttons to turn on and off the turbo and then you have a knob that goes it's like a like a an amp knob on a guitar it goes stereo knob yeah yeah and it goes up and all the way down so you're like okay cool so you can obviously, if you're going to be using turbo, it's boom. You're going to crank it up as high as you can, anyways, because I'm going to capitalize on this. But it was it was really cool for that. But at the same time, the the advantage also took up two slots in your controller, uh, on your con- on your console. I was just going to say it also has a the NES advantage. The arcade stick controller also has a slow mode button, which I'm assuming just hits pause repeatedly. Yeah, yeah, it's just <laughs> it's turbo it's turbo for pause or for start. That's all it is. That's... And it work it works out great when you have a game like uh like Battletoads where there's no menu that comes up, but if you're playing Zelda two <laughs> That's wild that they'd actually put that as slow mode as if it's like a feature. Yeah, we, yeah. we designed Nintendo games that way. They they're never gonna change. You know, it's kinda impressive that they thought of that though, because the crafty little tricks that they did to program Nintendo games to make them get away with things, you know, it it's kind of that same kind of logic where it's just like it doesn't it sounds okay in theory and it might work in practice but it in this case it didn't i know i i did have it or i didn't own one but i did get a chance to use an nes advantage controller and i just remember <laughs> my my friend gave it to me because he's playing punch it with it and those buttons sucked i just couldn't get anywhere with those <laughs> buttons they didn't feel good at all like turbo is nice don't get me wrong <laughs> they're they, def, they definitely felt big i don't know if they're the same size arcade buttons or not, but they felt big. I think it was just because they, uh, I don't know, like the the distance for pushing to actuate it, it just, it felt like it was a little bit too much compared to, you know, when you're got your thumb directly over and, uh, the brick. It, it's just, it takes more time to, to navigate when you're, you're basically using your whole hand as opposed to your thumb. So it, it was a little bit more slow and like that. It was, it, I could have seen it being really good for arcade-style games with arcade-style controls, but not so much for like platforming. and I wanted to say Street Fighter, but that would be bullshit. No idea <laughs> Street Fighter. <laughs> um, have you guys seen the... Speaking of 8-Bit, uh, 8-Bit Doe's arcade stick. Have you guys seen the pictures of that? The only arcade stick I've seen is your snack food, junk food... Thing? Snack box, yeah. Snack box. I clicked the link. I, I put in Discord. I put a link to Apeido's website. So they're famous for taking the old nostalgia controllers and kind of doing a modern spin on those designs. Right. You know, before Nintendo threatened them with lawsuits over the color schemes, but they uh, they released this Apeido arcade stick recently. And when I first saw it, it it just 
screams advantage to me, although obviously there's a lot more buttons. Yeah. But it even has that analog kind of knob in the top left. Oh, it's a different style. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually a really good arcade stick. It's clone buttons, but people seem to like it. But it just... Well, no, what was the... You were saying the Snackwell one? What was that from? Uh, I have it. My arcade stick is called the Snackbox, and I got Snack it from junk, junk Food Arcade's website. Okay. It's, okay. It's pretty solid. No, no, okay. I'm on the page. I was, I was uncertain. Yeah. I got you. But that's, yeah, different thing from 8-Bit Doe, which is what you are talking about, and I apologize. No, I, I just think the, it's, the color scheme is good. I want to like the advantage. I like arcade sticks, but... I just remember nothing but good things. Nothing good about that arcade stick. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about that though. Like, what games do you think they designed the Max or the Advantage for? Like, I I honestly think like beat 'em ups and um, games like Captain Skyhawk were great for the Advantage. You know, I think of uh, Double Dragon. You were just saying how like you know the hitting both buttons at the same time is kind of difficult. It's not if you have these two oversized you know dinner plates for buttons. <laughs> and, and seriously, like. Okay, so I had gotten, again, the um, the advantage was something that was gifted to the retrotherapy. And I remember that very clearly because my button, uh, my button mashing, my D-pad uh, thumb was getting calloused from a blind playthrough I was doing of Adventure Island. I don't know if you guys have heard of this game, but uh, there's a lot of very <laughs> intense button pushing. Why, well, yes, if you one. check our backlog episode, <laughs> Adventure Island. Right, no, yeah. We should do an Adventure Island episode. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, time. I think we could nail Done. it. Done. <laughs> Done, all right. <laughs> I went back in time and did it for Wonder Boy, But I what? remember people who were watching, and they were like, GP, try the, uh, you know, you'd just done an unboxing, somebody gave you the advantage. So we, we plugged it in. I was fucking struggling on, I think it's 8-3 that has the miracle jump at the end. And um, if you go back and watch the, the clip of me doing it, I think that's actually what had happened. I plugged in the... Uh, the advantage, and we nailed it with that. I could be mistaken on that, but I do remember uh, putting in the the joystick and really having a fun time and doing a little bit better, uh, having given my thumb some rest. And then I've gone and played, you know, Ninja Gaiden, or not Ninja Gaiden, um, Double Dragon 2 with the advantage. And I think that those kind of games are really great for the NES version of an arcade stick. You don't want to do it on the things that require a lot of responsiveness. I know I just said Captain Skyhawk, but it works. But uh, yeah, I, I think you got to, play the games that these these peripheral controllers are designed for. You know, like we, we were talking, I, I wanted to mention this when we were talking about the Macs. The, the only game I think I use that for are track and field one and two. Yeah, because yeah, you can jack the, the turbo up as high as it goes and hold the button. Well, yeah, but there's also like in, in track and field two for the NES, there's some, um, I like how I had to say it the, for the NES, like nobody knows. Like the uh, NES advantage is going to work for the Sega. Anyway, so track and field too. Like there's some uh, uneven bars events and stuff like that that really the um, 360 disc for the D-pad, you know, like that's what that's made for. And it was brilliant. So I I'm, I think of that Einstein quote. I don't know if it's actually Einstein, but they attribute it to him. You know, everybody's a genius, but if you judge a goldfish by his ability to climb a tree, he'll live his life thinking he's an idiot. Well, don't ask the NES max to you know climb a tree <laughs> you know have it swim in the comfortable waters of track and field one and two hell yeah <laughs> but isn't track and field one the, the game that came with the power pad i think so no that was um it, i mean it may have been but it wasn't that also oh god where my where's my <laughs> the, where where's my car the pad was amazing by the way that was well yeah i was gonna say 
Because that's an that's an eight bit controller, right? But no, the uh, I'm thinking of stadium games. Is that stadium stadium games? Is it? Tra- a- Track and Field was an arcade uh, game that was ported over to it, and it starts off with Chariots of Fire, and uh, your player one, and I think player two. They're the same guys, just swapped color palettes. Because uh, player two, I think, is is you know a black dude, and player one is like um, a lanky version of Mario. This really thick mustache. I think I think player two has a mustache too. But it's it's so cheesy to look at the graphics in this game. Whether or not it came with the uh, the power pad, I don't know. But use the Max if you're listening and you haven't used the Max. Use the Max. I think you guys are thinking of uh, world cra- world class track meet. That's the one. Thank you. And that was the okay. NES that came with Mario Duck Hunt track meet on one cartridge. Oh, nice. I I only have Mario Duck Hunt so track meet. Okay, so you're right. I'm totally wrong on that one. Okay. That was fun, man. I got to say, I remember playing that when I was like 18, maybe 19 at a friend's place. I never, I, or if I played it, I forgot it. But using that pad and pl- trying to play the first Mario game, <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I want to watch the drummer from Dragon Force play on the power <laughs> yeah. pad. Like, I, I want to race him. That's the, that's the guy I want to race. So drummer for Dragon Force, if you're listening, because I know you do, <laughs> challenge issued. We love you, Dragon drummer for Dragon Force. (laughs) Whose name I remember, and I feel bad about it that I don't, but I do love Dragon Force. Thank you. (laughs) I only ever got to try the the mat once, and it was weird. Like it I don't know if I just wasn't grasping the game at the time or what, but I wasn't timing things right and so the controls just didn't seem to work for me. Oh well you're switching from your thumbs to your bottom leg (laughs) your bottom legs, not your top legs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's there's a whole different ball game. <laughs> you gotta kind of move fast, and it's a different reaction speed kind of thing. Well, like, before, to, yeah, before, sorry, all of us went at once. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, go <laughs> ahead. I was gonna shift a little bit. Go ahead. Okay, no, real quick, last anecdote about the power pad. We used to get in trouble because our uh, video game system, our Nintendo, was in my brother's room, and he and I both our rooms were on the top floor of the house. <laughs> yeah. My parents didn't think that through. We got that power pad, and that was a fun couple of days, man. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the power pad is the, I think the only time I was at a friend's place when the neighbors downstairs came up and screamed because we were making too much noise jumping around. Yeah. Um, I've had to play it. Track Bean is the one I remember the most, but another friend of mine had it, and he had a different game. I have to look it up. It's it was some kind of food related game, but it used the power pad and in in motions to drop food down on the screen. So it had more than one game, but I definitely feel it was another you know accessory to Nintendo that was underused, right up there with the power glove and and uh, the Max being really only pigeonholed for certain things. Yeah, you could use it on other games though, correct? Kind of like how you could play, (laughs) you know. the Guitar Hero drum set for non-Guitar Hero games, right? <laughs> oh. Could you do that? I've never I mean, done it. Symphony I mean, of the Night with the DDR pad, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I watched Nico Hart play uh, Alien Isolation with the steering wheel. Steering wheel. I mean, yeah, you can do it. You can do it. You can speed <laughs> you can run do that. Things. Sometimes they're not yeah. fun, but you can do them. Speaking <laughs> of not fun, back to the power glove. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was pretty much trash. It was definitely not as advertised. No, okay, this is where I take issue with that. Sorry to jump in. (laughs) I knew he was going to jump out of this. I believe they advertised it as saying, quote, it's so bad. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's that's the one quote everybody remembers from that movie, which I believe was A Few Good Men. And uh, no, it's exactly as great as it should have been for that moment in time. It was a game peripheral that was so perfect, it did not let you be good at it. You had to earn that stuff. <laughs> So perfect, it didn't let you be good at it. Watching... It was trash. That's why. Okay, so there's the Max or these things with Turbo, and they're like, "How do we make everybody's life easier? Let's give them Turbo slowdown and Turbo speed up, and let's take out the D-pad and give them a little, you know, disc." And this one's like, "No, fuck all that. Here's what we're gonna do." And then they did whatever it was they did that made it so hard to play with that fucking <laughs> peripheral. I want to ask you guys a question. When you think of a video game controller, what defines a good video game controller? Super Nintendo. Can you wear it on your wrist? <laughs> Responsive buttons. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the Power Glove has no buttons. No, the Power Glove has a complete controller on top of it. Keyboard on the damn thing. Okay, but they're not for gameplay. Progr- yes, absolutely it is. Okay, if, if I'm playing... It actually has a proper D-pad and buttons on it too, so you can it's like got the actual brick on it. Yeah, and you can change radio stations in the game. I, there's no <laughs> downside here. Is that when your wrist is tired and you got to go back to a regular D-pad and the, and the gloves yeah. like, I got you, Look, boy. Don't worry about it. Just, it's if you wanted to play all your. Ga- it's for extra hard mode. When you get too tired to wave your right arm around, <laughs> you just play with only your left hand. Is is basically how that works. That's no. That's the thing though. It, it's it's that. Thing that dares to say, hey, are you tired at uh, playing the same games the same way to where everything is easy? Because obviously, yes. Get tired playing them a different way. Try <laughs> try playing using uh, this thing that we're only going to make for the right hand, which I think is a little insensitive, and uh, enjoy this new found level of frustration. I think it was, oh, the, how the mighty have fallen, you know, because it took balls to put that on and try to get good at it. I know I can't wear mine for more than 15 minutes before I rage quit, and I'm not a ragey dude. Do you have any idea how hard it is to stream with this thing and try to act like you're having a fun time? (laughs) That's the real hard mode right there. And I love it. The best part about it, I think, is that Nintendo released it, and it was just a flop, and they're like, you know what, we need to to make a bigger flop, so then boom, Virtual Boy. So nice. Yeah. I no, really they shouldn't have called it the power glove. I understand why they did, but they should have called it the we fucking dare you. <laughs> Sorry for the language. I'm just trying to think of like name one good good I can't even say it. Name one game that is good for the power glove. Mike Tyson's punch out next. No, no. So no. I played it with that and it was terrible with that game. Like the controls were there's no punching with the glove in that game and you think there, there would be No, there is so much punching. And it's brilliant because if you want to do a power punch, like a star punch, you actually cock your hand back further, and that's genius. And that's all you do. You just yoink. You may have had the wrong presets because that's the other thing. It comes with a book, which I, again, this is a thing that Dead Cosmonauts had gifted to us as a Christmas gift uh, back in, like, I think it was Christmas of 2018. And uh, I remember freaking out almost at the point of tears because I have coveted the uh, the power glove since I was a kid, and now I finally have one thanks to DC and his wife. Uh, Princess Lolly, and it came with the uh, the instruction manual, which is in great shape, and it explains this is the preset that you want for this game. Like it had a dozen different games that it was designed for, and then you could program in other games as well. And guys, it was wonderful. Was it tough? <laughs> yes. Was it fun? Kinda. But absolutely, was it worthwhile? And is it an important piece of history? <laughs> no. 
but uh was it game changing most of the yes. time yes as in it changed <laughs> the games to not being fun <laughs> exactly it changed the games and i love it to be honest though the greatest thing about it is probably seeing like captain n yeah. it was cool in that it was it was cool in the wizard too yeah so uh, like back then great but you know that that's living up to a standard that just cannot be met oh yeah well and then you know i to me i think the mysticism around the power glove and how it worked and all that kind of stuff the future tech aspect of it disappeared with the nintendo wii <laughs> because then you have this thing that's really just motion controlled the way that you know they they wanted you to think the uh the power glove was but it was done in a much more this is going to sound weird consensual way like <laughs> You move and the game's like, yeah, let's do it. Whereas with the power glove, you could be trying your best and you know for a fact you're doing it right, but it just doesn't respond. So once the Wii came out and those kind of motion controls became the standard, uh, yeah, I I think the stock for the power glove fell further than it ever had, especially for people who had never played it. But uh, there there it is. There's my my thesis on the power glove. We never even talked about the zapper. Yeah, I was going to say, before we talk about the Zapper, about the U-Force, but the U-Force, I don't know. People can go look it up. That was a motion-based controller. You waved your hands on this black pad, and it was it was utterly terrible. Although I've <laughs> seen some people stream with it and done well with it. I, I just... You're thinking of a theremin. <laughs> yeah, it's basically the video game controller version of a theremin, though, to be honest. Except I'd rather the sound of a theremin over the cries of anguish over players who try and use the U-Force. <laughs> I don't know, man. Nik- Nico Tengoku was playing it. On, oh, and Nico, play- yeah. And he was playing Mega Man games. And I'm like, if, yeah. you, can, if you can beat Mega Man games with this, then there's there's some potential there. He's a patient and a really <laughs> awesome fucking gamer. Because like, I've yeah. seen him do that too, and it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just, he just going, man. Hands back and forth, no problem. Yeah. Charge shots, he got it. You can see like there's this mental tax that it takes on you you can see him with his hands up and is basically like you know remember playing like the slaps game with your friends where you just you know try to beat each other to slap each other's hand or whatever it was it (laughs) kind of looked like you're doing that and you're almost like twitching because you're ready to move at any at any point but you watch their face is the best part because like you can see them mentally calculating what do i have to do to do this to do that and it's just hilarious to watch because it's just like man that is not easy and the fact that he was beating these games like he got good at it yeah he was really awesome with it which is i haven't (laughs) seen anybody else that good with it yeah so it's it's really like this one i think power glove failed in the way this one succeeded it's just it still makes games hard but it makes it a different experience so i mean if you want to suffer through the power glove for bragging rights cool you want to suffer through it with the u-force cool i'm much too salty so i'm going to stick with the brick as much as my hands are going to cramp all right well if we don't want to suffer we want to move into to things that are actually fun to play with besides a stick uh the zapper <laughs> i guess and this all the jokes i blame you gp yeah i didn't laugh at that at all i there, there's nothing that was me this time he's the seal has been broken okay <laughs> Um, but the zapper on the NES, and then it was the was it the phaser on the Master System? I think so. Let me check my mind palace for that one. Yeah, I was gonna ask because I couldn't remember it. I'm sure they had a name for it. So, because I have used both, although I'm more familiar with the zapper. The, the light phaser. The light phaser. Yeah. 
before Star Trek can sue. <laughs> is there a is there a stun setting on the light phaser? No one. No, because the the pause button's on the system. You have to walk over to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's like twelve uh, Star Trek fans out there with me, who are like, "Well done, GP." That's all right. Yeah. We'll, we'll put them in the same box as the jazz fans. Set phasers on light. <laughs> oh God. Oh boy. Can we talk about the dead no not Star Trek, please? <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, I apologize. <laughs> no, I just don't I just don't know anything outside outside of like a couple memes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like us talking about sports. I never played with the uh, I never played with the light phasers. <laughs> Did you guys ever have experience with it? I I've used the hell out of the zapper. I mean they work the same way, except it didn't have the same like obnoxiously loud noise whenever you pull the trigger. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like your neighbors knew you were playing Duck Hunt if you were playing Duck Hunt. Yeah. That buckling spring was fantastic. I love that sound. I knew it was actually shooting like a real gun because it was like clang. Like I knew I was shooting it. Clearly you, you hunt frequently. Click clang. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the trigger sounds like on the, the light gun, damn it. Yeah, no, it's bang on. Now, for for you guys who had zappers, what color was your zapper? That's a wildly personal question. I had gray one. Mine was just the all gray one. I never saw okay. the colored one until after the fact, and I was like, oh, my God, I want one. And then I realized it was the exact same thing. And then, Just red? Yeah, yeah. No, so. orange. Neon orange. That's oh, the one I had. Yeah, because yeah, what happened was I got the NES late, so I guess the second or third run of the system. And I'm assuming at... I'm assuming it was that whole kids using guns thing. Let's take all guns they have or gun-related objects and make them neon-colored. I assume that's what it was. Yeah. Um, so I had an orange one. I never, I never knew different. See, by the time I actually knew what the the colored one that came out, Super Nintendo was out, and I wanted a Super Scope. So I mean, right. But nobody had enough batteries to power that thing. You need a nuclear facility just to power that with all <laughs> the batteries. See, now Jake, I gotta ask. How, when was your NES like? How late did you get your NES? Um, two thousand and seven. No, <laughs> was it eighty seven around there? Because huh. same thing with the Atari too. I had the Atari. I had the um, Atari Junior. I never had the original. I always got consoles really late because we were poor. So oh. <laughs> and it was like that with Nintendo. So I got the Zapper bundle. So I had the Mario Duck Hunt combo. It, it was late. I, I want to say 87, 88, if I'm not wrong. I had played Nintendo. But... So I got mine very beginning of 89 because I got it for my sixth birthday. And I had the okay. great one. Yeah, this one I was going to say. My brother, I remember my earliest memory is my brother buying a Nintendo. And that was 89 because I was five or just about to turn five. And uh, yeah, we got the gray one. So was the orange one first then? I have no idea. That's that's why I thought it was after, but mm. Oh, we gotta figure this out. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think know. I've actually ever seen one of the orange ones. I've seen pictures and stuff. I I'm pretty sure I've never even held one of the construction orange ones. Yeah, I haven't either. Definitely not. I've never seen an orange one outside of a display case in person. I don't think, but I always thought it looked kind of doofy. Oh, I never even seen that. It says the re-release NES Zapper in '88 was orange, so it was a re-release. Okay. Weird. Okay, so I guess I just got old stock. Yeah. Yeah, that must be what I had too. And it was it was due to the '88 federal toy gun law signed by U.S. Toy guns be visually distinct from real guns. In oh yeah. Well, I'm buying I'm buying a handgun 
buy a handgun and spray paint it neon orange. <laughs> Don't forget to add a cord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to me, that would be the distinguishing feature is the uh, the cord. But yeah, no, that's fine. Have you seen the gun that people have actually decorated, like an actual like handgun that they decorated to look like the zapper? They have the oh, same no. color scheme. Oh man, it made me want to buy a gun, and I was like, <laughs> I have no use for a handgun. <laughs> wow. No. Yeah. Why the fuck I, do I need a handgun? It's like I don't need this, but but it looks like the Nintendo gun, and I want it. I've seen people do that with uh, with Nerf blasters. You guys and gals know I'm I'm big into Nerf, and I've I've seen people do that. That's pretty dope. But I mean, Nerf is already crazy orange, so going going to the grays is kind of cool because it's just like right. yeah, <laughs> it's just something different. I can't picture a Nerf gun with anything but like the '90s neon fluorescent colors. I'll send you some pictures. Oh yeah, oh yeah. What games did you guys play with the Zapper? <laughs> Duck Hunt. Duck, Duck Hunt. <laughs> yeah, were there other games? There were. No, I've got uh, Hogan's Alley and. Um... Wasn't there one about saving a baby? So the one I played was Value Billy. Value Billy has the is mostly a controller game, but it does have sections where you are. Uh, a shooting gallery section, and you can use a zapper. Uh, Hogan, wasn't that right? Hogan's Alley and and Bio Billy and Heavy Heavy Barrel. I don't know. It's not Here's the games. Barrel. Let me know if you recognize any of these classics. The first one, <laughs> Bio Billy. Final Fantasy. No. Barker Bill's Trick Shooting. Yes, I have that one. I haven't played <laughs> it yet, but I do have that one. Daydream and Davy, uh, Duck Hunt, Freedom Force, Gotcha the Sport, mm-hmm. Gumshoe, Hogan's Alley. Laser Evasion. Oh shit! The Lone Ranger. Actually, I see. I saw Mr. Knight playing that not too long ago, and that does have gun scenes. Uh, Mechanized Attack, Operation Wolf, Shooting Range, Space oh, Shadow, Operation Wolf. I remember that. To the Earth, Track and Field Two, and Wild Gunman. Wild Gunman is the classic. I think we played. Okay, so there's there's one that wasn't on that list. That's called Baby Boomer. <laughs> I see that's unlicensed. <laughs> it is, but then it's you're literally like you're shooting things, protecting a baby from dying as he just crawls along the screen. Because we all know that what you need to do to save a baby is shoot everything around the baby. I, I believe there's uh, if you put in the Konami code, you can speed run it by just picking up the baby. And yeah. You know what's great is this is that's the first game by the company called Color Dreams, which eventually became Wisdom Tree, and they're the ones who made all the unlicensed Christian video games. Oh yeah, all the Bible adventure oh, stuff. Wow. And they started with <laughs> Baby Boomer. Wow, that, that sounds like the most Americanized video game idea of all time. So what's the premise of this game? Well, you're going to shoot people. Oh, okay. Why are they like mugging people? No, no, no. No. There's a baby. And they're trying to pick up this baby, and instead of telling them to don't pick up the baby, we're going to shoot them until they're dead. Like, the, the solution was save the baby from hazards using the gun. Also, maybe don't shoot a gun around a baby. Right? <laughs> Level environments include a graveyard. What's the baby doing in the graveyard? The pearly gates of heaven. Baby's well, sure. dead. And the pits of hell. Why is a baby in hell? Okay, but first off, if, if demons are trying to grab a baby, shoot the demons. Who's trying to grab a baby in heaven that should not be grabbing the baby? They're picking up the baby, taking the baby. Okay, take the baby. I, I've got more experience with the light phaser, as I've come to, to, to learn what it's called again tonight. I had uh, the Sega Master System 
the cap the version that I had because I didn't learn about this until afterwards. But different master systems had different built-in games to it. I didn't realize that until Werewolf told me about it. But I oh, there different ones. I had uh, Hang On, so it was a, a motorcycle game, and then I had a light gun game, which I can't Safari even hunt. remember what I did. Safari Hunt. Yeah. Yes, thank you, thank you. So that was it, Safari Hunt, and then I actually had another game, which I loved. It was probably my favorite like light gun game I've ever played, was um, Gangster Town. And mm. it was just like a side-scrolling thing where you just shoot gangsters, and that's all it was. But... It was just satisfying because the first like two levels was you shooting in a car chase, and so you have to shoot the tires and the guys that would like stick their bodies out, and then after that it would go to a side scrolling thing where you know they pop out like the like the shooting gallery like you'd always see. But it would always switch between those two, and it was just super satisfying. And you, you could get bonus points just by shooting their angels because if you hit them they turn into little angels and fly off <laughs> and, and then you could shoot the angels and then it would just go like, x out and be like <laughs> and get bonus points just a double score if you send them straight to hell <laughs> exactly disrespecting the soul turns out to be a sequel to the baby boomer game but uh, <laughs> now a little aside here i always thought safari hunt was better than duck hunt oh definitely way better what? There's more creature variation, so there's more AI variation for the creatures. It's not just a bunch of ducks spazzing out, flying around the screen. You get different creatures doing different things. You get like s- giant spiders cruising down from the top and then disappearing again. You get panthers zooming across. You get bears just roaming behind the trees. Armadillos that roll around, and if you shoot them while they're in the rolly ball, it doesn't affect them. Yep, I remember that. There's more variation. It was really cool. No, no, but, no. But with yeah. the ducks, you have two different color palettes, and they they <laughs> fly off in different directions. Yeah, and and you have the ever so fun clay pigeon shooting mode. That's right. Yeah, with that clay shot shooting gameplay. Yeah, the ski shooting I, the, thing. It's clearly a better game. Yeah. Clay shooter. Clay shooter. That's it. Clay shooter. <laughs> this has been I great, everybody. I gotta go shoot some. Ducks. Yeah. No. You ever been made fun of by a dog? <laughs> I have. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that dog is is a meme even now. <laughs> As a quick aside, back to the, the multiple built-ins for the Master System, I have seen a few of them. There's the one that Paul mentioned that he had with... with hang on. Was it Hang On or Super Hang On? Hang On? Super Hang On was the arcade. That's right. And then there was one that had Alex Kidd in Miracle World... But then the earlier ones, which is the one I have, had the maze game in it where you're a snail cruising around yes. a maze. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I played. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one I have. I'm not going to lie. When I bought that Sega Master System off my neighbor, you know, N64 was a thing. And <laughs> so this is how like late I was to the game with Sega Master System. But she showed me how you could play two more games by not having control uh, cartridge in there. So guess who went home and started trying to start up games on his Nintendo and Super Nintendo and everything <laughs> he owned in the house <laughs> just in case he never caught on. <laughs> Was there any other systems that did that? I don't think so. I can't think of any others that did the built-ins. Right. Pack-ins, yeah, but not built-ins. That's the thing you don't see anymore. You don't see pack-in games anymore. Like we talked about, like the Power Pad game and the Duck Hunt edition, where you had three games, one cartridge. You don't see anything like that now. It's all digital downloads. 
Yeah. Anybody else have anything else they want to talk about? Controllers, NES. I, I did want to mention that that the uh, and I I've probably mentioned this in previous episodes, so you know, go me. But the the light phaser for the Master System was actually supposed to be part of a greater tie-in with the Zillion franchise that was an anime, and that it's actually designed to look just like their guns. Right, I remember that because the sprites. You, he's clearly shooting a like a phaser from that you're shooting in your hands, right? Yeah, yeah. Would, like when you load up. Uh, Zillion, the first thing you see is JJ shooting you with the light phaser that you have for your master system sitting across the room from you. Hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, they like Sega tried to pull some major tie-in deal with that particular franchise for some reason. So that's why Opa Opa was in Zillion and the light phaser was based on Zillion and all sorts of things. They were trying to make it huge and it just didn't pan out. Well, like the, the light gun as a thing anyway, it's it's a popular accessory, right? People remember these things, but there's so few games for them, right? And a lot of the games that I, I listed off earlier are all optional, right? And in fact, it's easier to use a control pad in something like Bayou Billy. It's faster. I had another controller for the Master System called the Sega Control Stick. So this sort of <laughs> okay. takes us back to the joystick territory. Now, Quick aside again, I didn't have the NES Advantage. I had another one called the Quick Shot Maverick 2 for the NES. Pretty much all the same bells and whistles as the Advantage. Few slight changes, no dial or anything like that. But it had suction well, I cups don't on want the bottom. It. it had suction <laughs> cups on the bottom, so you could stick it to the table and it would not move. That's something that people want now in arcade sticks. They want uh, grippy feet so it doesn't slide everywhere. So that's pretty innovative. Apparently that thing brand like still new in box and wrapped and everything is 130 bucks so there you go no hey mine died and i threw it away years ago anyway the sega control stick now this is a joystick i don't understand what they were doing because and i i think jake had an answer to this at one point but the control stick the actual joystick is on the right side and then the one and two buttons because that's what master system had not a and b but one and two were on the left side was it one and two or two and one? Because we have A and B, but it's actually B and A. <laughs> I think it was one and two. It was one and two, yeah. Yeah, so the reason I do that is because, and I did mention the arcade episode, or one of the arcade episodes, that uh, originally arcade systems were designed with a stick in the right hand, because most people are right-handed. And then it's easier to control a stick with the right hand and then the buttons to the left. But when it comes to arcades, the goal is to suck change out of people's pockets. So they switched the controls on purpose to make it harder to play. So it's it's neat that, you know, a decade later or so, the Master System releases this, you know, pro control stick thing, which in, it puts the stick in the dominant hand. I'd actually like to try it. I'm just curious. I was v- very bad at it. I would <laughs> okay. try. I was terrible at it because I had grown up playing things with the left hand, so at that point trying to control characters with the right hand and do everything like do the one and two with my left hand i was just terrible at it my cousin had this innovative idea to where he'd put it on the on the floor in front of him just sit on the floor hunched over the controller left hand on the right side of the controller with the stick right hand crossed over to the left side of the controller for one and two (laughs) and that's how he would use it and That's just how he played it. Uh... I don't think he had a standard Master System controller. I think he had that only. It was born of necessity. So honestly, that's how I played Master System for a long time, was with that controller. Yeah, it'd be brutal. Like, you're right, because we grew up with one certain style of control, 
and it's tough to kind of break habits, right? But there yeah. are some games too where button mashing is the focus and it's where you want your dominant hand to do. Like Mario, I think that because the jumps need to be so precise, I'm fine with my right hand doing the buttons for Mario. Mm-hmm. But there are some games like, I don't know, like 1942 or whatever, uh, where I'd, I'd want more control with the stick and the dominant hand. Really, like I would like to be able to flip controls upside down and have the controls map, but... I, for for me, like I understand, you know, people left hand versus right hand and all that. It makes sense, but at the same time, I I kind of look at controllers the same way as I look at guitars and basses, where learning left handed is more practice. And I would never suggest a left handed person to buy a left handed guitar because I'm like, you're just asking for a limited choice when you want to buy a guitar. So I'm like, no, buy an actual guitar because. Half the shredders that you'll see are left-handed. It doesn't matter because it's something you're teaching yourself to do in the first place. So dominance in your hand really doesn't matter. And that's how I look at it with video game controllers. Because if I've, like, I had the Gravis gamepad for my DOS control, uh, computer. And you could flick the the two knobs and turn it upside down and play it left-handed. Oh. And my brother, left-handed never did it he's like no this is stupid <laughs> and that's that's what i always think when it comes to like left-handed versus right-handed uh peripherals like that like the power glove if you're using the power glove the, for the first time you're gonna suck at it anyways so it doesn't matter what hand you have so it's a matter of getting used to it and that's so i don't know I, it it just irks me with that it's, it's just kind of ru- bringing up things with Guitars for me. You should have added power gloves onto the arcade cabinets if they were going for making it more difficult for people. If they're quarter <laughs> hungry, just slap a slap a controller or a, a power glove on there. Yeah. Let's, let's, every single Tetris arcade machine now uses a power glove controller. Have fun, people. Right oh, before God. you can start up, you you input twenty five cents and you have to pull this heavy foam book, slap on top, pull up the code you needs, punch it in. Well, then and it's then got the thing that you have Tetris. to blow in. You know how, like, with cars, after somebody gets a DUI, you have to blow on it, and if there's any alcohol, it won't start? It's the opposite. The only way you can do it is if you're drunk, because that's the only way anybody would volunteer. Right there, yeah. That's the ultimate arcade We've thought right of there. everything. <laughs> yeah. So I do have, I know, I do have one other controller I wanted to ask you guys about. I, I'm wondering if you guys remember this as well. There was the Acclaim Remote Controller for the NES. No. For the NES? And it, no, it, was, never heard it was for the NES. It was a wireless controller for the NES that used infrared to communicate with the thing <laughs> oh, that you had God. across the room at the TV. <laughs> so, you know, if you're sitting there playing games and somebody walks between you and the TV, there goes the connection on your controller for about three and a half seconds before it figures out what it's doing and gets back to it. No, oh, look, look, I, I gave GP the NES satellite. That was a multi-tap that allowed you to play wirelessly and it was infrared so you have a thing that plugs into the console with a sensor on it and then you have a receiver to plug in your controllers up to four yep. controllers it's it's wonderful and i appreciate that you gave me that and yeah and it's a piece of shit because you can't <laughs> put in... the only way i could get that to work is i had like i had to prop it up i remember that propped up I think it was either the NES itself or the satellite. I had to prop it up on a uh, a bucket of chicken because it was the only thing at the proper height. Because if that was skewed the tiniest okay. bit, it was useless. And then it, it sucked like 
C batteries, like four C batteries or something stupid like that, or maybe like six. I can't even remember. It was just too much, and it was just no. Uh, to to speak real quick to Werewolf's uh, Acclaim thing, yeah, because Acclaim had also released their own entire thing. Like they sold you the system, if I remember correctly, with these. Uh, it was called the Double Player, if I'm remembering the packaging correctly, and it was the infrared, you know, wireless controllers. Which I have the receiver. Yeah. I, I remember picking up the receiver for it, um, but I don't actually have the controller itself. But I do have the receiver, which is a weird thing to, to brag about now that I'm saying that out loud. Here, here I am, like, puffing my <laughs> chest know, out. But you know what? I had a super scope receiver. I had no idea where it came from at some point. I don't like that, that, that kind of thing just happens. But here's what we're going to do, Pulse, is I'm going to bring – if we all meet up at, like, a TwitchCon, uh, the four of us need to do a stream – I will bring four different power gloves and the satellite, so all four of us can play a um, a Ninja Turtles beat 'em up. Right? We'll play the Manhattan Project and we'll stream that, and it will be the greatest day of all of our lives. And I am married and have two kids, and then so I, you know, whatever. But <laughs> greatest day of my life playing this game with my my three buds. Four player wireless power glove super spike b ball. <laughs> Sports ball. You already got me at no. And that'll and that'll be you guys can find that on our Patreon is what that is that'll be a Patreon stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Not yet. No. But no, not no. yet. So, in time. Yeah. Eventually. Someday. All right, and we should actually say that we do have a Patreon at Presby, uh, Presby to cancel on Patreon, and if you sign up, you know it helps support the show and our hosting costs and related to podcasting. It helps a great, uh, helps a lot. I'm tired. Uh, also, if you do sign up, though, you get access to some of our free episodes where we're doing right now movie commentaries. They're so not think, free, but they're behind a paywall. Okay, well, they're paywall <laughs> content, but the money goes to a good cause. Us. Okay. You guys are getting Perfect. paid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, sorry, I was pennies. thinking of that meme. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the, the current episode from March, uh, what is it, Paul? Is it, it's not kickball, not... Uh, Masters <laughs> Bloodsport, of yeah. the Universe. Masters that of is... the Universe, thank you. A, a completely great movie you will not forget about as you and I watched it and did commentary over it. So check that out. Uh, you can also find us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Press B to cancel. And also find us on Discord. I don't have the URL. Paul, I'm hoping you do. Discord. If you want to join our Discord and you use Discord, you can check out bit.ly slash Press B to cancel. Awesome. So feel free to join our Discord. Or otherwise, hey, hit that follow button on any of your favorite podcast apps. This does help the show as it helps improve our numbers, which works toward a number of different things for us. And don't be afraid to leave a review. Yes. Reviews definitely help us. And again, even in Discord too, there's a we have a channel for feedback like that. So we're always glad to hear it and we're always glad to improve. So thank you for listening in the first place. I'm not thank I, you I, for I, I do not pointers. take direction well. All right. <laughs> this is true. We're still waiting. We're still waiting for you to study for the uh, research for the Riger episode. We should do a Riger yeah. episode, guys. I, it'd kill. I, you know, done. We should have started with one. Honestly, <laughs> look, done. I went back in time. We just did four it. billion yeah. years ago, right in the future. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and where can folks find you, GP? You stream, right? Oh man, not in a minute. But uh, here in the upcoming <laughs> weeks, we are coming back with a lot of new goodies. Uh, anyway, that'll be Twitch.tv/slash The Retro Therapy. And Paul, how you? Where can people find you? You can find me primarily here, but I've been known to stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Paulsh109. That's P-A-L-S-H 109. 
And Wolf, how about yourself? I can be found on Twitter and Twitch. W-A-R-E-W-U-L-F-F. Currently, we're doing some Spoodermans. Steven Spoodermans or David? I love that, Steven Spooderman. Nah. Is the other <laughs> And I'm Sick Jake. You can find me on Twitch and Twitter. I have been streaming recently. Uh, I, I don't know why I'm going to mention it, but I have been playing Hollow Knight, but I'm five hours into it, so I'm probably almost done. So by the time this episode comes out, I can't possibly still be on Hollow Knight. Nah. Not weeks later. Not, not at this rate? Maybe? We'll find out. Check out, tune in today at twitch.tv slash Is that advertising I don't do? Anyway, this has been Print Press Speed to Cancel. Everybody have a great week. Wait, am I your hype guy now? Shit. Oh, no. Step it up a bit. I hope I don't pay much. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Can I use that? (laughs) Yes. I give you permission for for his (laughs) voice. (laughs) Special thanks for music. Go to Arthur the Last Ancient on Spotify or The Last Ancient on Bandcamp. For more episodes, please visit our website at pressbtocancel.com. And also, feel free to like, comment, and subscribe, and check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Patreon. As always, thank you. This has been... Press B to cancel.